following message is being transmitted at the request of the Boundless Pod Trap Movie Review and the guys of the BPT. What you are about to hear contains spoilers to movies. If you don't want to hear these spoilers, please disengage your listening device at this time. If you can't handle those with a possible differing view on a movie, you may also want to disengage your listening device at this time. Stay tuned for a movie review that only the guys at the Boundless Pod Trap can give you. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, you fine ass bitches. How y'all doing tonight? You talking to us or the uh, Both. <laughs> I'm pretty God, swell. I thought that was fucking loud in, in studio. <laughs> <laughs> it's loud in the speaker. We're doing some technical uh, experimentations right now. If you didn't know, Lonnie's in a tin can. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting out until you complete this episode. I'm in a balloon 40,000 feet up in the air. <laughs> it's true. He <laughs> Sounds is. like it. He's with the, he's with the guy from Up. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> that was Owen. Anyway, that was Owen. <laughs> it worked so well the last time that we're going to spin it again. This time we're going to have to have text on the screen for when Lonnie talks. Yeah. I'll just say what he's saying. He's not saying anything. <laughs> anyway. Welcome we're, back. We're, yeah. Welcome, welcome back, back to uh, the movie review. Did you guys uh, have any trouble getting time to watch this one? This I week? had trouble watching this one. I yeah. was telling you guys before, like, oh my gosh. I, I did like this is going to be interesting for Justin. I have a feeling I did about three sittings to finish one movie. What, how old? How old? Uh, an hour and forty minutes. An hour and forty minutes. It took me about six hours every sitting, every three sittings. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I saw it in theaters, and then I watched it again today. I get. <laughs> I, I watch it every Monday before we. Uh, do our reviews just so it's like fresh every Monday. Mind. Well, at the Monday before. <laughs> okay. No, I just, like, just need to watch it, it every Monday once for the most part. And I know Lonnie, yeah, you watch it twice at least. Yeah, I, I seen it once, and then I watched it once again for the podcast. Yeah. Gotcha. Did you see it the, in theaters the first time? I didn't. I seen it when it came out on stream. Okay. I think that, that says a lot about our characters or how we are because we all have like different things, and but we all kind of like meet at the. You know, mine's bigger than. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. It's like for, uh, the way that I would say it is there's like different there's, strategies on how we approach these. Is yes. that what you're trying to say? So to answer one question, there's usually only four positions you can take on it, and it's usually a positive, a negative, a not sure, or a don't give a fuck. So I'm the negative. Yeah, John's the don't give a fuck, and I think I'm the positive. So that leaves Lonnie as He's, the what? he doesn't know. Do Do you know? I think that's pretty true. I okay. don't know. That is, that is pretty accurate. <laughs> what though. I do appreciate about Lonnie, though, is his confidence in how he says things. Because I'm like, oh, shit, he knows his... Wait a second. He does <laughs> <laughs> 100% true. You just pretend like you know what you're talking about. People will just agree with you. Right, right on. <laughs> well, the movie we're talking about is uh current one. You, you, you good to go? Okay. I'm, I'm good. Sure. We'll see. So, today's movie review, we're going to be talking about 2022's The Menu. 
First time go. He didn't even have to mess any up. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you you stupid bitch. That's not a joke. He really did that. Uh, directed by Mark Malloyd. Is that how you say his name? M Y L O D. Yes. My Lloyd. My Lloyd. My Lord. Right on. Uh, quick little synopsis. According to the IMDb, that's where you guys usually get it, right? Yes. <laughs> Young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Way to go, IMDb. Yeah. They just cut right to the chase. What would like you say? Ten words or chase. less. <laughs> right? What would you say about the... How, how would you define the movie? I, I mean, that's pretty good. Honestly, I had no interest in seeing this movie when I first saw the trailer. And then our friend Rob was like, it's great. You got to see it. And so I went and saw it. <laughs> with your eyes. Did you watch it with your eyes or, or your heart? Uh, both. Did you Your taste buds. You we made, had my taste. Yeah. No, you, we're not supposed to eat. You didn't eat it. You, <laughs> you're supposed to taste. Feel. Experience. Well, let's start with Lonnie and let's go around and give our ratings. So, Lonnie, what did what uh what's your little what you think? You know, I didn't hate this movie. It was uh, it was interesting. It wasn't what I expected when I went into it. It had a lot of suspense in such a small package. Um, it's not it small. A, it's just cold. It's story. like my sex life too. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, it was kind of a simple story and kind of predictable, but they kind of milked it to the point where it was still suspenseful and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And right when you thought you knew what was going to happen, they kind of took it in a little bit of a different direction. So I enjoyed it. I would give it a six and a half. Oh, that's a little lower than I thought you were going to give it. Well, it's too long. (laughs) If if it's a horror movie, if it's over an hour and 39 minutes, too long. It's an hour and 46, so it's seven minutes too long, according to Lonnie. He's got (laughs) standards. He does. If a horror movie's less, my horror than movies are only five an minutes. hour and thirty, or and it's over an hour and thirty nine, too long. So it, it has to be within that nine minute perfection time. It has to. It has to be within that one hour and thirty minute range. See, I don't feel like this. Did is you much say of a inch horror? What, did, what are we <laughs> talking about? Is a thriller. <laughs> I don't know what this 90. movie would be considered. Well, 90, it's listed 90, as horror, mystery, thriller, thriller and yeah. comedy. <laughs> It has all that. Yeah. Jeremy, what'd you think? So I had no idea what this movie was. And I didn't even I didn't even read a synopsis about it before watching it. Basing it off of the poster, I was thinking this is gonna be more of like a um middle age, like people in their like fifties, sixties would really enjoy it. <laughs> and I thought it was gonna be like one of those I don't want to say chick flicks, but like, you know, that stupid 80 for Brady, that's for like old women to go watch and for them to enjoy. That's what I thought this was going to be like, but for like older guys too. So I started watching it and it wasn't a bad start to it. It definitely brought some questions like, who are all these people? Okay. She obviously knows this guy getting on this boat. Interesting. That poster? Yes, that poster. Uh, And then the movie started, and like I said, I didn't know what it was, what the genre was. I thought it was going to be something like more comedy. And then all of a sudden it's like kind of mysterious, and it's like there's horror to elements to it and just all this stuff. And it was, it had my attention from start to finish. It was like Lonnie said, a very simple plot 
which I love that. It's all in what you do with that simple plot that makes it interesting. Yeah. Plot too. Yes. And we'll get more into stuff, but believe it or not, boys, I'm giving this movie a 10. No nice. shit. Oh my what? God. His fourth Lonnie, just I, I heard him I, from his house. Say I, that. What? <laughs> I, I loved it. I, I loved everything about it. I, I'm ready to watch it again. Nice. So. Right on. What about you, Justin? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just like the what? <laughs> no, uh, very much like how Jeremy was saying. Well, I guess it's not necessarily my my cup when it comes to the subject matter, but the substance at which that cup holds. Well, keep going, Justin. What's this? A yeah. nut <laughs> Is it is it Justin's week to cut him off? <laughs> I guess. But uh I don't know. I, I also really loved it. The like every single scene was to perfection. And I think that goes with the theme of your main characters here. Well, your main character, I should say, because not everybody there is perfect. Neither is the main character. I mean, but he his strive for perfection, the chef Julian. I don't know. I I'm gonna do this two times in a row. I'm also gonna give it a ten. Wow. <laughs> Wow. You sound like Owen Wilson. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, like I said, I had no idea what this was going to be based on the trailer, posters, etc. I went in and I was interested and I was interested. And then just when I started to get bored, boom, it hooked me right back in with that fourth course. The Jeremy, the mess is technically what it's called. I thought it was. Wait, you got bored between like the two. I was about to get bored. Like I thought I was like, okay, can they get on with something here? Is it getting to the point? I thought it was a concise and smart script. I thought the chung and cheek humor was pretty good throughout. Perfectly placed. Yeah, it was smart, dark, honest. I give this an 8.75. 8.75. I couldn't just, it was more than an eight and a half, but less than a nine. So I gave it an 8.75. Oh, now Justin's got to do math. I know. <laughs> it's like, it has to go up to like nine. If it's anything above mm-hmm. it, either way, it's the same thing. It both comes out to a, a BPT rating of a nine. Wow. I don't know. My streak continues. My first thought with this is I wonder what chef Gordon Ramsay thought of this movie when he watched it. <laughs> it's like, it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> We we also had didn't somebody call it didn't his, you call it his origin Lonnie, story Lonnie called Lonnie it his origin. <laughs> there, we had two local actors in this movie too. Mike Burns played the part of Tyler and uh, Tyler he's not. And I swear to God, I had to I had to look this up because I was convinced it was her. The uh, chef Catherine, the oh, one yeah. that said it was her idea to do the killings and stuff like that for them to die. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Katie Otten. No. Looks well, nothing like it. Bullshit. Looking her, at her, her looking at her picture on IMDb, I'm like, that's Katie Otten. <laughs> it's crazy. He's not wrong. You think yeah. all girls look alike. How can you not look at that and say that that's not her? Lonnie even agrees with me. Like Lonnie I said earlier, I was has eye problems. This movie <laughs> <laughs> This movie made He's me realize wrong. that Judith Light was still alive. <laughs> like, yeah. Who's that one went over my head, and I watched her a lot when I was younger. Yeah, who's the boss? Hey. Do, 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 do. Anyways, what do we want to talk about first about this movie I, before I wanted... Justin talks for five hours? <laughs> before we get into it, I do have to make a, so a quick thing. Who do you guys think is the new the new horror screen queen 
the debate. Do you think it's going to be the Anna Taylor Joy or Mia Goth? Hmm. I don't think I know enough about either of them to make a decision what, uh, about yeah. that. Yeah. I guess I don't know what is, they've been in. Is she so the new ones? kind of the poster girls of horror, like the two mainstream. Her well, other movie, general, that Soho movie or whatever, is, is in well, my queue. But, I haven't watched it yet. I think, I mean, I don't know if I would consider, I don't know. Yeah, good. I need good more question. info. I think That's a question early. we can revisit good. later. Yeah, it's I think too it's early. too early. To... Good, good talk, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I you just... always do this, though. <laughs> <laughs> You always do this. You always but do yeah. it. We have a discussion podcast. This is I true. But when you don't have the enough factors or variables in the in the mix, you can't really, you can only identify it. You can't see how they're going to work. We got to test them out. We need them to uh, experiment. I got with, a question though. With each other. What's, Let's make it happen. And I, this isn't actually my question. Shane brought this question up to me and Brian at lunch today. Who's the biggest asshole in this movie? Oh, by, by far, Tyler. Yeah, I didn't say Tyler for I sure. I don't know about that. Uh, well, actually, it's the Tyler. Big, the he big... brought a girl knowing she was going to die. Yes, yeah. but I don't think he's. Dinner. The thing he is, he brought a prostitute. Yes, a, okay. Yes. Well, we'll get technical. <laughs> they're prostitutes while a, they're alive. Service. <laughs> they're hookers when they're dead. Elsa is also <laughs> up there too as a big <laughs> asshole. Which one was she? The Asian. Oh yeah, the lady. She Hong. She she was Hong a badass, but she yeah. When she's like, we, like uh, I can't remember what Richard said exactly. And she's like, what hand would you like to do or whatever? And they cut off his finger. First was, of all, that was a terrible cut. I hated yeah, everything. Yeah. I hate when I stuff happens like to ring. eyes and fingers. But like, it wasn't a smooth cut at all. Oh, no, <laughs> it no. was like. No. The blade was sharp enough. Sure. We'll say that. But I think my worst favorite person out of this whole thing was Ted. The main thing is most everybody else was pretty honest with who they were. So Ted all the way. The tech bros, they were pretty douchey. Lillian, she kind of had her first. entitled. John oh, Lekozama was hilarious in this movie, by the way. I loved him the whole oh, yeah. time. Like Tyler character, I think he means well for the most part. He's very honest. No, he and I think he's, well, he means well in like his his nature, I should say. So he kind of wants to, I mean, he loves. beast, he, though. What did he say? This is the third time he's been on the menu. Well, first time you've been on the menu, but yeah. So uh, it's kind of hard. Yeah. <laughs> Did you stall? Like Richard and Ann, they're both bastards in their own rights, but Ted, it's, he's just like a yes man. And I kind of hate that because it, he's not honest at all. I mean, so, they're all, there's none of them that aren't assholes. So I'm right. just saying, what's the biggest? I think it's it's Tyler because he brought a girl who had nothing to do with this, knowing she was going to die. Yes. He knew what was going to happen the whole time. Yes. But he was it, at least honest it with it. Like he knows. And then he was honest enough to do what needed to be done for himself. Whereas Ted would have ran every single chance he got. I like when she sees him. No, like it's pain. Linda. Linda. <laughs> I the think mom? Linda, Linda, Linda's the biggest bitch on that boat. Which one was Linda? Is it the mom? Lillian? Or, yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, mom. Linda. Linda, yeah, that's the mom, right? Yeah. Okay, Linda. Yeah. Linda. Okay, say. Linda. Listen, Linda. You know what else made me cringe besides the finger cut off was when he got stabbed in the balls with the scissors. <laughs> yeah, was, it, was, it was a leg. It was a thigh. No, it was right in the, the it was, groin. It was a thigh. I think it was, was at limping. least a testicle. Nah, I don't know. I would limp that. if you got hit. I'm going to hit you in the testicle and we'll see if you limp or not. I will limp either way. It's a leg. <laughs> That's one thing I don't understand about like movies and stuff. You get shot in the arm and you're limping. I'm like, why? Why are you limping? <laughs> so did anybody kind of 
So not knowing what was going on in this movie, did you know it was going to go to the point where somebody was going to blow their head off? I didn't know that people what were going to die. Happen. And then I saw the trailer I and I kind of knew it was going to go dark. You know, I, I, I before I even read like too it, much. Go ahead. I didn't Ryan. feel like it was going to be a suicide thing. I felt like the chef was going to kill them. Yeah. That's the route I thought. It was gonna be. Well, being a Jeremy <laughs> and the Jeremy that killed himself. I didn't call it until like when chef had him up front and was standing there. Just the, the actor that played Jeremy Adam Elderks, he did such a good job because you could just see the tears in his eyes swelling up and his expression changed. And it's just like, I knew like right away. I'm like, he's, he's going to kill himself right in front of everybody. And I didn't think it was going to be with a, a gun to the head. I did like how the cooks in the kitchen, right? As you did, it. They, pull, yeah, <laughs> they pull plastic and boom, and then it's over and they just right back to working. So yeah. With that Jeremy you know, dude. You know why that Adam, he's such a good actor. Huh? He's from uh, Appleton, what? Iowa. Really? Doesn't mean anything. Yep. <laughs> well, wasn't the chick from, and maybe it's something Grand else. Island. Yeah. Grand Island, yeah. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. And he was said. from Iowa too. Ray Fine's character was. Yeah. So the Jeremy Luden character that the sous chef, like the one who offed himself, the first one who kind of like turned the whole thing. That's when it sucked around. me right back in. Like it's I was like, starting to get bored right before that. And it's like, okay, is something going to happen or not? And then. So Jeremy, the name Jeremy means piece of shit. Ah. But biblically, it means it uplifted means by God. Negative fuck. Or God's gift. So I kind of assumed that he was going to be a sacrifice. Every anyways. name means God's gift. So it was mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Loden, it means Valley of Wolves. So as, yeah, like I said, as I was watching this, I kind of assumed he was going to be the sacrifice, especially if like Julian is like the God figure. I assumed Julian to be some sort of Jesus-like or God figure as he sort of creator. This is very biblically based. So I figured we'll get into that. Yeah. I figured this is what I wanted to know from you. But yeah. So Jeremy kind of wanted this sort of talent that Chef Julian had, and that is very Luciferian where kind of like his angel coming up and trying to take as, or trying to get as much power as him. Uh, and God is a jealous God. So he banished him. So if God is a jealous God and he puts those striving for his power below him, that was saying, Hey, do your, do your job. That's kind of the thing too. Lucifer isn't really the bad guy in the Bible. He is the guy who gives temptation. He's like, you're just doing God's job, but yeah. You look like you're about to say something. No, it, 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 it's not worth anything. I'm not going to waste my time. It, it just, like starting out, we'll, we'll, we'll start this off. I felt very Willy Wonka vibes going into it. So it's adults. A, yes. Well, if you want to call them adults, they're childlike nature, acting on impulse and being able to get their hands and grubs and yeah, all that. But it kind of had a bit of that Willy Wonka-ness, a bunch of people going to this if you want to call it a factory or restaurant where things are going to happen. So, I mean, people get punished in their own ways, except for Willy Wonka. It is kind of assumed that they are being killed in the movie, but I think in the book they actually do get killed, right? Lonnie would probably know. In Willy Wonka? No, the kids are, the kids are safe. Kids are what? Safe. Safe. Yeah. I, I will say and it, it, doesn't, it doesn't take away from my 10 that I gave it, but at the end or when they're putting – chocolate and marshmallows on their heads and stuff like that i'm like why are they why are they accepting this like why are you, why are you just also did there? anybody else want a fucking cheeseburger after I did. you made one oh, like, I, I oh wanted, my god i wanted a cheeseburger for a long time but i can't because i would be shitting liquid that's fine 
<laughs> Can it's you like, take a pill for that? Yeah. yeah, depends I, on the burger. Well, if he makes it, yes, I will definitely try one. But I almost so, brought us burgers. I almost did. Going into but I the figured spot. you couldn't have one. You should have. <laughs> so then we would split one. On it. <laughs> so yeah, going into this, what one of the first lines is Tyler saying, you know, please don't smoke. It'll kill your palate. That was like the first line in the movie. And I think that kind of adds to like the ending because smoke is the after effect of what happens to fire. So smoke kind of comes out in the end, whereas everybody went up in flames except for her. And that her way of skidding off, it was very intelligent, I think. Yeah. But with, my, with that, how come the other people that were there didn't do the same thing? Didn't do the same thing, knowing that's what worked. Why? I, that's that was my biggest question from this. Is like, why did they all accept it? Because for her, it was more what made Julian turn into the person he is is mainly because people do not appreciate it, and they were so fake and coddled and entitled and all this. They've already exposed their nature, whereas she, he was trying to figure her out the entire time, and right. even after he knew her. Margo wasn't even supposed to be there in the first place. He had made up his mind on everybody else, in my opinion. And, you know, like you said, he throughout the movie struggles with if he should include her in this yeah, or not. Yeah, and so. makes sense. I, I love his, his clap. Type, yeah, their his attention clap. And the way, the way that she used it almost against him, it kind of shocked him out of his own. Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, you're calling the shots now. But yeah, uh, let's see. John Leguizamo was in this. Is, I, Wait, I love who was in who? John Leguizamo. <laughs> I'm sorry. I knew his last name was long, but that was, <laughs> John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo, the, the movie star. He played George Diaz. He's in another cook movie. I like Chef. Chef. Great movie. Nice. There's, what's the, the He's other? He's in another cook movie. I like Mario Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plumber movie. No, it's got mushrooms in it. This is true. <laughs> like I said, a lot of this stuff is very biblical. So you have your 12 guests, and I kind of associate the 12 guests with like the 12 apostles. So according to the tradition, the 12 apostles represent the 12 tribes of Israel and symbolize different sins. And I think everybody sort of played a role or two in some of those sins. Obviously, cheater, adult, Richard, yeah. he's Adultery. the lust. Greed. You got Envy, who is the movie star, George. Pride is Lillian and Ted, who are all into themselves. Sloth is Julian's mother, the one who did nothing, who didn't. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's, Not that one. Who's Judas? Judas is a few things. Judas. There is one of the things that I thought was very awesome is when they started leading into the movie, when they introduced Elsa and she's kind of leading them into the path. Do you know what a Judas goat is? Mm -mm. A Judas goat is like what farmers use to lead the other sheep and cattle into the slaughterhouse. And she was walking with the Judas goats and they were guiding the guests in into the restaurant. This movie was made for you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, that's why I gave it a 10. <laughs> uh, I gave it a 10 too. 10 yeah, we'll two? touch on a... <laughs> yeah, you don't get a ping. 12. <laughs> there it is. Sorry. Yeah, we got the greed with the cyber bros, and you got gluttony, obviously, with Tyler. Those bros I, yeah. drive me nuts in yeah, this movie, like, yeah. especially when he like tried to go break the window or whatever. <laughs> and being that they are sort of How representative. How like be lowered into the water and drowned? That would be sucks. so fucking spotlight fucking on you. And wings, angel yeah. wings. That'd He's be like, so fucking terrifying. Hey, let me out. I <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Oh. But yeah, as far as with the apostles, the 12 guests to the party, 
And obviously the 12 apostles are with Jesus with his last supper. So they're all there. Somebody's throat just said something. <laughs> oh, and the staff, they are pretty much wrath. I would say Julian is wrath too, but uh, loosely. So how many meals did they have? Well, the first meal, we started off with lemon caviar served on raw local oyster with mignonet emulsion and a motherfucking oyster leaf. <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, I was going to say, I love the text that they put on. Oh, yeah. The, Especially the, when it gets more into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's still doing it. <laughs> so later we see Chef Slowick. He's a kind of a shell of a man. And I think that's the first introduction to the food. The the little meal is kind of symbolic to what the, the happenings. So you got the oyster. It's like a shell. Chef Slowick is sort of that shell of a man. He's passionless now. Hence the oyster. He has grown sour. Hence the lemon. And the oysters produce pearls, which are symbols for wisdom. Chef was the wisdom, but he lost his gleam. Or maybe it is a welcoming zest for slaughter. Not so forthcoming being that these ingredients are found much deeper below the surface, a.k.a. water. And Margot, her name, means pearl. So she kind of has what he doesn't. So, right on. A pussy? That, a pearl, if you want to open the... Oyster and pussy, reveal the pearl. I'm not talking pearls. Pussy popping. Pussy popping. <laughs> but she was safe. Hence. <laughs> just imagining somebody tuning into the podcast. We just lost our <laughs> Somebody tuning into the podcast right at that point with just pussy popping. <laughs> like I said, she was safe. Hence the safety pins that was in her ears. It kind of blunted her palate too. Is that what you were doing? <laughs> was that song? Yeah. Pussy hopping on handstand. Yeah, that was it. A little ludicrous action. Anyway, sorry. Derailed your thought again. But I was talking about her safety pins in her ears. She was safe. She was blunted. Her palate early on with a her cigarette, she kind of ruined her whole experience. Not that the experience was anything to die. Well, How long did it take you to figure oh. out that she was a hooker? It took me a while. Yeah, same. And I feel stupid because it took you just me a said while. That right now. <laughs> I assumed when they went back inside... When they when the girls started talking and then she revealed what her actual name is, I'm like, oh, she's playing it up. Yeah. You know, and I'm kind of going back to like he's telling her how to act. She didn't react so off when they were asking the names. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, no, this is Margot. She will be joining me. The other guests couldn't make it all that. Mm -hmm. I thought they were just like a new couple. They seemed yeah. the relationship seemed very cohesive. Yeah. yeah. Lonnie, how long did it take you? Until uh, she said it. <laughs> yeah i okay i'm not I, I felt stupid like not knowing until like obviously we did but i guess i'm not alone in that well so. when she was on the tortilla no. there was a picture of her kind of on the tortilla oh, with that yeah. guy. i don't know if my mind went to she was a prostitute or she was just i was somebody she, he had yeah, an affair yeah, with or yeah, something but, i wasn't yeah. sure that was her on the tortilla but i mean it kind of gives question to it when his wife asks when Richard That's clever to putting yeah. that shit on tortillas oh, to yeah. kind of rub it in their face rubbing shit in like their those, face how does he get those documents though that was a good question like, how speaking did he of get pictures of those documents? speaking of shitter when they are going through and they go see the barracks Voldemort, so yeah knows. i was gonna mention that like they all sleep together and they just shit on a stage with two toilets yes that shitter when somebody asks Ouch. like they're like so is all hell gonna break loose and then it like frames the entire group over the shitter. So it's like, yeah, you're all going down the shitter. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to, yeah. Great framing with the shitter. Great use of poopers. <laughs> yes. 
That needs to go in the beginning of our little <laughs> intro. <laughs> Great use of poopers. Oh, that was the wrong one. Are you ready? Nope. Oh, you don't want to do that one. Where You're is my throwing your good your intro out the out. That's it. That's what I wanted. Took him forty five minutes to find that. I'll. I can so, I can just physically see Lonnie shaking his head right now at you. I mean, <laughs> you should be able to feel it. <laughs> so another thing that I liked about like, she said. like I said again, not because she's Asian, but she was my favorite character. Elsa was awesome all the way up until the end. I was like, hey, oh, okay, you deserve that. But yeah. she got fucked in the throat, not in the good way. Ooh, tricky ad. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that made me cringe a little bit. But when they and I want to go back to this later too. So. One of her first, if you want to call it a command or commandments or something, it's like we harvest, we ferment, slaughter, marinate, liquefy, spirify, and gel. And then they kind of like, what is that? You know, gel. It's like that's kind of what you guys did. But we'll go back to that later. They also say they never burn anything unless by design to make delicious. Yeah. And they I were on that the, line the second time. They were on the menu to make delicious. To spirify, to so they gonna kill, kill them all. And then anybody. if you burn bodies together, what are they going to do? They're going to gel. They're going to gel together and mold in. Yeah. Especially with the marshmallows. It's like a Rice Krispie treat. I mean, you guys are talking about burgers, but I wanted some s'mores at the end of that. I did. Oh, you're too. a sick fuck. But my, all my marshmallows are hard. So I just I can't, wanted a cheeseburger. I, I want a cheeseburger right now. Marshmallows are really good for a sore throat. What? Mini marshmallows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Don't do that. I have a child at home with COVID, and I'm listening. I'm like, ooh, really? <laughs> well, no, they are, though. You, give them one, man. Give oh, yeah. Listen. I'm sure that'll work. It will. You, you trying to get me to murder my three-year-old? Nah, I'm, it's not all the way. Kids can have chocolate, right? I think so. No, kids can't. They're can. not like dogs. No, those are dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so they... One of the, it's not necessarily an introduction, but it's an introduction to his quarters. They showcase where Julian Slowick's quarters are. And somebody makes a comment of Lord of high upper of substance. Well, Margot did. So he was a chef as he has his high tower. So the overlooker, the overseer kind of placing him as the God mode or God position in this one. All right. So when people photograph their food, have you ever ate with somebody? I'm pretty sure everybody has. Eated. Have you ever ate it with somebody who... I said it right eventually, I think. With somebody who constantly photographs their pictures. I'd punch them in the face. My wife does that. I'm like, why? Why? You are never going to visit that picture again. I would attempt to punch her in the face. She would stop my punch and then break me in half. So Uh, she can take as many pictures as she wants. I'll Snapchat it and send it to people to make them feel jealous. Like if I'm eating Mings, I'll send it to like Stephanie because she doesn't get to get Mings anymore. Oh. I'm just a dick with my food. Yeah. Food porn. Yeah. I'm not sitting here putting it on Instagram and shit, though. You are something else. It's more like, I mean. Speaking of, like Lonnie story. has an Instagram up, now. Mister. Congratulations. I, Instagram now. I thought it was spam at first. I, I like, like oh. literally texted him. I'm like, is this you? Like somebody's got a picture of your kids on there. <laughs> Kid. Yeah, that's why I was like worried about it. <laughs> no, it's really boring. It's all about fishing. But you can look at it if you want to. Thank you. So meal two. He uses it to catfish people. Yep. Meal two yep. was the amuse bouche, the cucumber and melon, milk, snow, and chard lace. Do you remember that? Yeah. Hey, Moxley. What was Moxley's rating for this movie? 11. <laughs> nice. <laughs> ah. Ah. Thank you. Okay. I'm so loose. I have no voice in this. <laughs> Where are you? 
They're kicking each other's cords at this point. I don't know what's happening. Oh, now it's of completely course. unplugged. I can't hear myself. <laughs> We're really technically sound this episode. Let me move. God damn it. Jesus. What is happening? What's happening? Look at this. this whole place falls apart without Lonnie. I know. I, it really does. It sounds like. He's the, <laughs> he's the basil leaf of this, uh, whatever. You might call it a hoppa. So anyways, the meal two, if you notice, that's very symbolic to the people themselves. Every single piece is hand-selected to be placed elegantly, served on a stone, which is the island, isolated snow. The 12 within the non-intentional selections of Margot say that the charred lace above the melon meal is like the fire on the patron guest. Wasn't meal two the bread with no bread? No, that was the third one. Meal two was the, they, they started Can with like meal one, bread? meal two. Yeah. yeah. And she was the one who eventually got the bread. She did. Uh, or a cheeseburger? Yes. God, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I was talking to Jeremy this morning. When me and Jeremy, I took my boyfriend over on a date today. He did. Yes. And Good. we even got, yeah. we even got, I like how we like, even got three hotel rooms. When Lonnie said like something like that's gay or something on that last episode. And you're like, cut that out. And you left it in there. <laughs> yeah. Because I did a, did it I just stopped. I just realized Justin's going to get me canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Justin's like, I'll take it out. And he doesn't, he leaves like bad things in there. And then he one. has sound effects <laughs> at random Good, times. The one podcast I listened to, I'm glad I did. Because <laughs> Like, yeah, like, oh, shit. You didn't take that out. Whoops. Wait, but you're anyways. the third listener? <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of Wait, making, you went on a date? Yes. And I, I made like an analogy that I wanted to share with all of you guys because I think it's very, especially how we pick our movies and stuff. Like my. This the, is kind of a side segment here. What? The analogy of like my cock and Thor's hammer? No, like a baby's uh, arm. Like a baby's arm. <laughs> <laughs> Not like a healthy baby. <laughs> <laughs> like a gaunt. Oh. Like a preemie. Oh, like a kind of sickly. <laughs> preemie. Holding an apple. Oh. <laughs> well, not like a ripe apple. <laughs> sliced apple. Now we're canceled. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, like, adamant about giving that, like, I want to offer this information. <laughs> Yeah, let me illustrate this for you. <laughs> People like, listen. The, like the apple has a worm in it. It kind of looks like a worm. Oh. The people, like a vein. It's People listen to this soft on the underside. The people listening to this podcast are like, this got a nine right here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, what? <laughs> but no, I mean. Like a grain smith. <laughs> I think the way that like The pink we, ladies are in season right now. I think Justin's getting angry. <laughs> Uh, going back. And the funny thing is, he doesn't know what I'm going to talk. <laughs> this is true. I can't even see your mouth. I have That's control of you, though. <laughs> that is true. He can yeah. just hang up on you. He's going to bite. <laughs> anyways. So anyways, we pick our movies. I was telling you how, like, the way that we pick our movies is kind of like an analogy of, like, shit. You know? For example, if Jeremy, like, Jeremy is very simple. He likes to take a turd right there in front of everyone. Uh, maybe even stomp <laughs> in it. And Lonnie... Lonnie likes to tell you it's not a turd, have you open it, and it's a turd. Then he'll smack <laughs> you in the face with it. And then make you buy it. Yeah. The thing is, with John, John likes to <laughs> bury his turd and then mark several spots, so it'll take a while for you to dig it up, and it's more intelligently hidden. That's kind of how he picks his stuff. And my type is wondering if there was ever a turd. Like, I know there was a turd there. It could possibly be all, like, part of my mind. Everything smells like shit, but there was actually never a turd. So that's kind of how we pick our shit you know uh yours is more like you have to ask your wife if you can shit that's what you Hold were on. upset about 
<laughs> Upset? <laughs> all right. No. So go on. That was all I had to say about the turd. Uh, let's go back to the second meal over there. All right. So number two. Ted says something to. John, why'd you let him hijack this? I knew it was going to happen too. We're on page one. He was expecting. As soon as he sent us that message in the group, I was like, oh, God. I'm sorry, man. I, this was a very intelligent movie. I give you I know, props for that. Uh, but, no, yeah, that's why this is the reason I picked it because I knew it would pick your, you know, your brain would just as a chef explode. I am not by any means like a chef. I mean, I cook some good stuff here and there, but it's usually just like pasta and stuff. But as a chef pasta. who who you know five star style stuff, and culinary arts and all that, like everything has to be hand selected, intricately placed. It's not just about the taste; it's the presence. Yeah. Everything looks well. Presentation. Yeah, the presentation. Thank you. Just because you can read the directions on the back of a Hot Pocket doesn't make you a chef. Actually. I beg to differ. (laughs) So yeah, about ramen? In that second meal, the amuse-boucher or whatever it's called. Amuse-bouche. Amuse-bouche. Thank you. Ted says something to Lillian's comment of what is his ongoing obsession with snow, which Ted says something like it's officially a plague and no one is immune. So this... I thought was really cool. This kind of reminded me of like a misheard lyric. And I think John, John, I, I pointed at Jeremy. <laughs> Wait, said what John. is happening? Jeremy like, was like a hama. No. <laughs> Did I say Jeremy? John. No. Yeah. John like was John. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. So there's a Marilyn Manson song called the odds of even that for the longest time, I thought it said something along the lines of nobody is immune or exempt from the art of evil. But it's from the odds of even, which I mean, it works out the same because like Rob Zombie's story of like art isn't safe. Nobody is exempt from the art of evil. Like shit like this can happen to anybody. Well, maybe not like this. This is very intricate. It could, but whatever. So I don't know. (laughs) Everybody, everybody in life, as long as you have a heartbeat or something, you are a pending casualty. But the lyric, it yeah, it says nobody is exempt from the odds of even, which technically says the same thing. A life is added upon birth, so that's one. Later on, subtracted upon death, so minus one equals zero. Every single time, everything returns to nothing, however you calculate it. So nobody is exempt from the odds of even. That's deep, man. Thank you. What if it's a prime number? (sighs) Zero is a prime number. What if you are a Siamese twin? Or son, you're born, so you're two. And I don't know. Siamese twins are, that's a whole different debate or discussion that I think would be interesting to talk about. Let's not, though. So (laughs) I'm a huge uh, Liguizamo fan and Castro. I've always been a big fan. Well, no, I wouldn't say always. He's kind of been on my radar the last like three or four years or so with, what's that? Alternatino show. Very much like a Key and Peele style comedy humor. But I feel like there was an opportunity missed with putting Liguizamo and Castro into this and not having them really interact much. It's like, damn it, man. You guys could have been hilarious together. I totally liked his character, though. John Liguizamo's character. Yeah. And his, uh... He was that good choice for a movie star. Yeah. Because I don't think he's ever really taken himself too seriously as a movie star. Yeah. I think he kind of forgets he's a movie star sometimes. Kind of condescending in that role. Agree. With him, it's kind of genuine. Yeah. His assistant was hot. Felicity or whatever her name was. Is that her name? Yes. Felicity? Yes, yes. she yes. was. So there's another... Of course she was stealing from him. Quote. Of course. That made me that also cliche. appreciate... Thanks. 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I, I'm talking about Felicity um, being cliche. This was. No, but there was another quote <laughs> that really also made me appreciate the art of cooking where Tyler says something along the lines of chef play with the raw material of life and death itself. Kind of like seafood and uh, grains and all this. It's like it is the raw material and you're shaping it to make something palatable, editable. It's like that are they are the raw materials of life and death and non-life because grain. I mean, if you want to count plants, plants are living. We'll go with that. The staff themselves, they were very cult-like, obviously, as we talked about with like the clap. They idolize and sort of worship. Yes, chef. Yeah. They were pretty much at the whim of Chef Julian Sloik. So when he speaks, they listen. When he orders, they follow. When he claps, they stand ready and even preaches forgiveness in 17 minutes. Almost like robots. And then like all of a sudden when it was like their platter, like the chick. She like all of a sudden had like a personality and oh yeah you know yeah. she like snapped out of her robot stabbed him in the it was beautiful area the leg the ball it wasn't the, the testes thigh. I don't know man maybe you would limp too maybe he's got low hanging ones possibly because he's old yeah possibly <laughs> so yeah, the third meal Voldemort <laughs> the third meal or the Le first Guardian course <laughs> <laughs> The first course on the island, it's uh, fats, salts, sugars, proteins, and even entire ecosystem. That is pretty much the entire life and death of the raw matter. So a taste of everything to consider the experience of potential. Even uh, we are but frightened nanoseconds. Nature is timeless. That was one of Chef's lines. I loved that line. Everything inside that room is measurably finite, whereas nature will always exist without us. Infinite. Yeah. Did that make sense to you? No. Okay. <laughs> I can lie to you. It did to me. <laughs> really quick, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here and go. ask a question. Considering you aren't getting killed at the end of it, would you guys go to a island restaurant like that to have that experience? Depends on how much it is. I'm fucking cheap. I am too. They paid, well, actually some of them paid more. What was it? sixteen fifty a meal, a plate or whatever? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, sixteen hundred. I won't even pay sixteen dollars for it. And how many times did the uh, old couple go there? Was it thirteen times? Twelve fifty. Eleven. It was twelve fifty a plate. It was eleven That's times cheap. I mean, I can go to Arby's and spend twelve fifty. A twelve hundred and fifty. Ah, uh, a plate. So, like, even the the two plates before you get to the 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 first course. Oh my God, damn! But do you prioritize. Like the memory, or do you prioritize like, substance? I prioritize substance. Like I'm hungry. How you do it? I'm we hungry. We hungry. We hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fast. Too fast. Too, Too fast. Furious. Yeah, I don't like that. You're terrible. <laughs> we hungry. <laughs> it's kind of like what you were saying. That Soren dude. He says like, well, whatever. We can at least say we've been here. They don't really care about the flavor or the experience, or I guess they care about the experience. <laughs> Of actually being there, not the experience of the now. It's like, I'll just check it off my list. It's a bucket list for them. It's not necessarily a mm, a, a passion. Mm. They're more about their numbers. It's pretty much like getting likes and stuff on. It's like, oh, look at all these people building yeah. my numbers. Mm -hmm. That's all it is for them. It's a lack of appreciation. Taking it all for granted. I will say this. I was fooled by the Coast Guard. When he came in there, I was just gonna, I, mean, I had I, that in the holster ready to ask you guys. I was, I was expecting him to get blasted in the head with a gun or something or 
his throat slit. I was not expecting him to be on it. And then he's in the kitchen cooking like yeah. five minutes after that. So yeah, with an I, autograph. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> completely fooled by that. Yeah, that threw me. I was like, man, that's where it got real intense. Like I was literally like on the edge of my seat. Like, man, what is going to happen? I literally can't predict. So I wonder if he put that in like a little lockbox or something like that for his daughter. Or did he actually have a daughter? I don't know. But he didn't didn't really sign it, anything. He just wrote help us on it. He didn't sign his name. But it is George Diaz's help us. But uh, that's the thing. Like looking back on it, it it's like you should have seen that coming because this chef is pretty fucking smart with mm -hmm. and and stuff. Like he's going to just, he's just going to give him, he's just going to give him a piece of paper and a pen he made it was the his idea like, oh, you want an autograph? Like he's he's not going to look to see what it says. So looking back, I'm like, man, I, I should have seen that coming. Yeah, he made a point. Chef made it a point of playing along, I guess. Otherwise, oh, yeah. the chef is going to or sorry, as our the lifeguard is going to get gone, <laughs> going to get got. Somebody well. buffer him. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn me off and turn me on. Reload, again. reload. Thank you. He's like, you don't got got. Yeah, no. All right. Fourth meal. Day two. <laughs> the breadless bread plate. That's what Fourth that was. entree. So it was a savory ac- accompaniments. That's what it is. Not or unaccompanied accompaniments. So bread is pretty much for the common folk. They are by no means the common people. None but Margot. Margot is kind of common. Prostitutes have been around. So that's the oldest professional in the world. I think this speaks to the first course where Chef Julian pleaded that they do not eat but taste. So to be hungry. Hunger is a sensation for nourishment, and nourishment provides substance for growth. Kind of like Jesus. He was giving bread to the hungry, and she was the only one who received bread. Mm. Not during this plate, but at the end where she got the cheeseburger. God, I want a cheeseburger. <laughs> I know. They have some in the What's that? What would you say, I Lonnie? I want that cheeseburger. Yeah, for real. That one. An Elsa good. line doesn't have much seasoning on it, though. I think I this like is season my burgers. Why I want that cheeseburger? I, I want your opinion on this too, Jeremy. Well, actually, both of you okay. guys, both all of you guys. <laughs> Elsa line. This is probably my favorite line of the movie. I think probably where she says, "You'll eat less than you desire and more than you deserve." Break that down for me. You'll eat less than you desire, but more than you deserve. I have to think on that one. So you're gonna eat less than you desire. So you're not going to get – that That first part doesn't make sense to me. The last part, but more than you deserve because they don't think they're grateful enough to have all this elegant food. I think it depends on – the kind on, of people that they are. Yeah. But I don't know that – you'll eat less than you desire. I don't know. John? Oh. <laughs> Lonnie? I think what it means is they deserve – they think they deserve the world, but they – they have too much that they actually deserve. Right. Kind of like the analogy of your eyes are bigger than your stomach, but only reflecting that to life itself. It's like you want everything, but you are not in deserving. Like what gives you the power or reason to have everything just because you have like money? You think you're entitled to everything, yeah. but you've worked for nothing. Like for me, I think it's kind of more of like a pretty much what comes around goes around thing. It can be interpreted many different ways, I think. It can be seen as a reminder to practice self-control and moderation, whereas some of these people were just so gluttonous about things or just taking things. And when he said, like, do not eat, taste, yeah, pretty much do not indulge in too much of either pleasure or pain. It can also be seen as a reminder to appreciate the things that life has to offer, to not take anything for granted, 
On the other hand, it can also be a reminder to take risks and to push one's boundaries, to try something new and to experience something different. In any case, this phrase serves as a reminder that life is a balance between pleasure and pain, between risk and caution, and between comfort and adventure. And they thought they were the shit. I thought I like how Margo threw that back in the chef's face when he's like, you didn't eat anything. And she's like, I thought we weren't supposed to eat. Oh, yeah. 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 She and called him on his shit almost yeah. every single time. And he's just like, you know what I meant. Oh, yeah. And that's what I also liked about the Margo character, because when you asked, when did you assume that she was a prostitute or figure it out? I kind of figured it out like that midway because the way she was eating that breadstick. Not just that. <laughs> no, uh, so prostitutes are people who are sexual sex workers. Their job is pretty service much service workers, yeah. as he calls. <laughs> Their job is pretty much to please and to telling service people. Yes, <laughs> and to tell like well, let's just use the male female thing to tell a man what he wants to hear, not necessarily what is accurate. So even though I think she was saying things that were what they wanted to hear, but what was also accurate and what she believes as well. So that made her the pure, you know, the Margot. So when Margot was describing what Richard did, is he basically, is, was she saying that he was basically having her pretend to be his daughter the whole time? When they're like, oh, she looks an awful lot like, uh, I can't remember the name, Chelsea or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, is it a, like, is it even, like, is Richard like really just a fucking weirdo? Uh, I think so. Yeah. I think he's trying to, I mean, obviously he's trying to hide his affairs. Right. I mean, I assume these affairs went further. And if Margo was the person on the tortilla, then... uh, Why you got to do it? <laughs> that's, that's how it is. They were serving the, the chicken tortillas, the tortilla pollo, con pollo. Here's your Mountain Dew. <laughs> oh, that was weird. I just didn't know who they were trying to apply when she's like, she looks like Chelsea or whatever. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Quit looking yeah, at her. He was trying to shut that conversation yeah. down pretty fast. So yeah. it seemed sketchy. Yeah. So I don't really know... Speaking of the tortillas, uh, the third course, which was the chicken tacos with the scissors in it, with the sorta in it, which means memory. That was the memory course, kind of going back to his childhood mm-hmm. when he, and I love the preparation of like a lot of the, how he served it. I don't know if you guys analyze the plates themselves. Not as much as you, obviously. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so they served the chicken and then they had the scissors, the scissors in and the yes. chicken thigh. Because they stabbed him in the thigh. But did you see what the plate was? No. The plate was a coiled up phone cord. Oh, so I did not see that. How What he described. I in, just looked at the chicken and I was like, Brian, did you see the chicken? Yeah. I'm like, no, everybody has a weapon. And That's he'll true. be taken back to his repressed memory. So it's like, he's weak now. Fucking take him out. Well, then. Looked good chicken, yeah. though. Yeah, I, <laughs> what did he say, the chef, to them? Like. Didn't he ask them at one point? Like, he's like, why have you not tried to do anything? Right. Uh, as towards like the second to last, like all of you guys could have. Yeah. And it's like, together. even after he said that, they still didn't do anything. And I'm like, what? What the fuck? Like, what can you do? I really feel that the only threat was Elsa. I feel like if they would have went after the chef, the other ones would have backed off. Because she knows some sort of martial artist that you're saying? Because she was a tough broad and she did. I mean, you saw that shit at the end. Sort of. A little battle. Yeah. She yeah. kill me. She did right? the, the <laughs> no. Raiden little, <laughs> she jumping at, you know, diving. So yeah, uh, upon the preparation of the, the chicken tacos with the scissors, you can see like one of the chefs have a, like a tattoo of an eye and eyes can be memory or truth. Kind of how the 
meal was served. So Chef Julian tells the story of his memory when his mom was being strangled with a phone cord and him as a child had to come in and stab his dad in the thigh with a pair of scissors. And the uh, tortilla, it's like a chip. It's a vehicle with the meat of the savory stuff. It is also the wrap. The tortillas, uh, the wrap. Fucking just say it. Tortilla, that's what I'm saying. In man. a regular me... voice. But it has the, the <laughs> grasp of substance, the vehicle of which you consume uh, on. And that's where your your sins are, are printed on or their, their bad things are, are printed on. Please don't on say the, mouthfeel. The tortilla. <laughs> you didn't see what he did there. <laughs> no, I didn't. He's like, uh, <laughs> that's how you that's how i eat a taco don't say uh, mouth hey just letting you guys know this is a uh audio medium so you guys making mouth jokes I, 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 <laughs> they're really lost on me yeah, especially our listeners too so as we said he printed Both of them he printed like what the the affair the tax papers or some sort of papers with fraudulent stuff on it. He got what? Tyler and his pictures on the tortillas and uh uh <laughs> and that was, was pretty much like the guess that what, was their the meat of their problems. What was on uh John Lake Mungo's tortilla? Like he's almost what was on his? I don't remember. It was a I think it was a text exchange of her stealing money or something uh, like that. I think it was something like that, yeah. But I think but he already knew it, so I don't know. No, no, no. It was the Dr. Sun, Sun Valley. Whatever. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's right. What is hyper-decanted wine? I don't know. It is a technique used by professionals. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, did you not know? He was asking Google. Well, I was going to help. Oh, go. Do it. Do it. I believe in you. You're explaining it. I tried. <laughs> Go. Okay. It's a hyper decanting. It's a technique used by professional uh, sommeliers and wine connoisseurs to enhance the flavor, aroma, complexity of the wine. So you're pretty much involving pouring wine back and forth. It was like, how does that changing the taste? Maybe I'm one of those people where like, I don't see how Probably. it works. Oh, yeah. It's like people with like records. It's like, it's just better audio that way. If vinyl is so much better. I sounds like, That's what it sounds like with vinyl. It's got that extra... With it. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And tortillas go. deliciosas. Tortillas. Is what Elsa said. That was one of her lines. Tortillas deliciosas. Nebraska's where Margo is from, mm-hmm. which where this podcast is from as well. Everybody? <laughs> you know, Margo was supposed to be played by Emma Stone. I think they made a better choice. Yeah. I, th- I like Emma Stone. I do. I don't think. I think both people. I think people find both these girls attractive, and they're not. I mean, I wouldn't say yeah. no if they asked me, but I, I don't know. Go, she I looks like an alien. Way. Her eyes are weird to me. Well, have you looked up other pictures of her outside of the movie? Like, yes, say, I've seen her in a billion movies. Not she billion, hasn't made. She doesn't have a billion a, credits. She's a movie slut. You're right, stupid. Lately, uh, she's in that fucking New Mutants movie. I don't know her eyes. She just looks like the aliens from Mars Attacks. All right, so. <laughs> The fourth course we, we've briefly discussed is the mess. It's the pressure cooked vegetables, roasted fillet, potato confit, uh, beef, just tastes like feet and bone marrow. Yes. So the mess is pretty much Jeremy coming over, blowing his head down. And I thought that's what was going to happen too. Like I didn't expect it to happen, but I kind of assumed it was going to be some sort of sacrifice the way that they laid the blanket in the yeah. guest area. Like, oh, shit's going to go down. 
And this guy whose eyes are kind of like, <laughs> yeah. And then right after that, that's where you been. go ahead. Like it could have got real weird and lost a different way. Like he couldn't have necessarily been shot. It could have turned into a monster movie. It could have lots of different ways. Right. A zombie movie? Don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I like how the rest of the staff, you know, they, they shut like the plastic curtains. It's like, bang! All his brains splatter behind towards the uh, kitchen area. And they just open up the curtains again. And it's like, all right, back to work. Oh, you mean that thing Jeremy said about an hour ago? <laughs> Thank <Yes>. you. <laughs> you said that? <laughs> yeah. He's too busy prepping his notes. I did. Corrected my stack here. His Bible. And then everybody, like Ted, he's like, the acting is astonishing. And <laughs> George Diaz is like, what the fuck are you talking about? Chalagizgamo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like how he's, his character's name, he's credited as movie star. Yeah. George Diaz is his name. But it was also around this time is when Tyler, I started questioning Tyler around this time. Uh, the fourth meal mm-hmm. because he's unperturbed of anything that's going on now. Mm-hmm. He's still just so consumed in his plates and his meals. And like, he's trying to taste perfection. It's like, he knows his stuff, but he can't recreate it. He was obsessed. Yes. Obsession is a, is you are an obsession. Oh, fuck. I was just about to do <laughs> the Hawthorne H that you see on like chef and the staff's uh, <laughs> stuff. Uh, it could be loosely related to the Can't Pisces symbol. H. The Pisces symbol is the 12th of the Zodiac, which is also associated with Jesus, <laughs> the Jesus fish. It goes back to giver and taker. Give a man a fish, you can feed him for a day. Teach a man a fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Not a lifetime, because we'll eventually go, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not enough fish. Another beautiful shot where Marvel... Oh, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah. Ugly ones. Plenty of whales. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and, <laughs> and puffer fish. <laughs> Puffer fish, whales, and, and, and eels, squids. They will, they will suck you oh, dry. You <laughs> and sharks, <laughs> <laughs> mermaids. Wait, <laughs> whoops! Uh, after this point in the movie, you have the palate cleanser. The palate cleanser is Tuna. pretty much the tea. You got the wild bergamot and the red clover tea. It's Oysters. the pretty much. The calm before the storm is what the tea Blounders. is supposed to represent. Yes, that too. Marlins. <laughs> Which I didn't understand. I'm like, you motherfuckers still have appetites? A like, you just washed the guy off himself. A lot of catfish. Lobsters. <laughs> Some shrimps. <laughs> Say that again, Justin. I'm sorry. Scamps. I was wondering why these guys had appetites. <laughs> Their entertainment for the evening got, was a guy. I got Justin talking about a movie. <laughs> talking about ocean fish. I got me sitting here hearing every third fucking word. Hey, it's great though, right? On the fucking road. Yes. A good line from Chef Julian where he's like, my art turns to shit inside of your gut. Oh yeah. That was yeah. a good line. It was. I... Thank you. John needs CPR. When she went to the bathroom and she was asking, like, what's behind that door? We never I th- know. I assumed it was Doug Varick. Doug Varick was probably behind that silver door. So silver represents wealth and success. A closed door means one turning away from a decision. There looked to be an angel face on the door, and Doug was the angel investor. So to slaughter Doug as an angel was very fitting. 
Doug means dark or black river, and river is flowing, and his funds have run dry. So he is sort of like the Satan character. I think you're wrong. I think it was just the family bathroom. No, he said, do not go into that door. Yeah, because they're not a family. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Satan sought to help God and did what he asked, meaning tempting mankind to sin. And because of that, he was labeled the bad man. The tech bros worked under Doug in a way, so they are sort of like the demons. The tech bros. I would really love to send one of these movie review podcasts like this one to the writer director of this movie just to see if the things you're saying there's like no yep. yeah <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> or they're just like what the fuck is this? what did he watch it, it, this movie <laughs> so elsa around this time too where she's like very nonchalantly very like in a stoic matter like i'll show you back to your seat like when the dude was trying to yeah. you know, break the glass to save that his. scared me when she said that to him like uh, that. I'm like, oh my God, geez. this chick. Like- Have you no heart? Yeah. <laughs> no, she cut off people's fucking fingers. Uh, so the sixth course, man's folly. This is pretty much the stabbing in the testicles and or uh, thigh, the thigh. So man's folly is introduced by sous chef Catherine, the dunginess crab, fermented yogurt, whey, dried sea lettuce, and umabashi kelp. Chef Julian tries to shoot his shot on Catherine a few times, and she was like, meh, and avoided her. This one is called The Humiliation because supposedly he didn't look her in the eye for eight months. Eight months. Eight months. That's <clears throat> almost time to have a baby. She needs to let that shit go. A little bit. Yeah. At the end, so they take the guys outside, or everybody outside, and they're like, all the men, you need to run. And if you get caught, well, it's your ass. So even like the tech bros, they're abandoning each other. They're like, don't run next to me, bro. Don't run next to hey, I like when they give him a chance to run away. They're like, fuck off. There was a, uh, I don't know, Soren or whatever his name is, like took off running immediately. It's like, like, okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Like, I I knew she looked familiar the whole movie. Elsa, she was in that fucking downsizing movie. Yes. With Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Man, thank God. That's been bugging me. Felicity calls the umabashi emojis. That has Omaha in it. I know. I was there. So this is a. Catherine, all right, when women offer up ideas to implement in the workplace, it's supposed to be to the benefit of everyone, right? Mm. But Catherine was one of those who offered an idea that everyone dies at the end. And since Chef Julian had a sensitive history and didn't want to get me too'd, he agreed to go along with it. So it's like, not every idea is a good idea, though. Like, some of the ideas, you kind of have to nip it in the bud. It's like, let's not kill everybody. She's probably a lesbian. (sighs) She could have just said so. He shot his shot a few times, yeah, and he's he like, did. she's like, he just wants to fuck me. She does know how to scissor. <laughs> True. I think you're onto something. <laughs> that was probably the smartest thing you said all night. <laughs> so Ted, he's hiding in the chicken coop. Yeah. And being the chicken, he was offered the chicken egg. <laughs> And how was that sous chef carrying that when they were sprinting? I'm like, it had to be delicately, like, all the sprinkle and shit that's on the top. I just wrapped it in a napkin. Is it granny with it? (laughs) It was just sitting there right next to me. Margot reveals that her name is Erin, which could mean peace. It's derived from the Irish word Irie or Erin, which refers to the island and the goddess of Ireland. In this case, maybe the goddess of the island. Yes. You almost done with your notes? This is a long one. <laughs> I have a few more. So Pages uh, or notes? Notes. I think Lonnie went to go make a burger. <laughs> nope. 
I'm right here. Are you guys? <laughs> he already made it. <laughs> He's eating it now. Are you guys familiar with the Hawthorne experiment? I think they made a few movies about nope. this. There was one in particular. I think Hawthorne Lonnie. Hawthorne Heights? Lonnie, you know what the Hawthorne experiment is, right? Or the Hawthorne yeah. theory? Yeah. I'm so confident. Tell me what it is. Oh, hold on. Let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much an experiment that people will change their behavior under the knowledge of being observed. In this case, their yeah. private lives are revealed. So everybody knows a little bit thing about everybody. So if you look back into like, there's like social experiments where they do things like that. Like there's a person in the other room. You have to press this button every time they get something wrong and it's going to deliver a shock and somebody's going to scream. And some of the people will get, what do you call it, hesitant about it. They're like, ah, and you have to turn the voltage up and Fuck deliver that. the shock. And, but they're really not hurting anybody. They're, it, that's the Hawthorne theory, that people will change their values once they are, have knowledge of something. But yeah, Tyler ends up becoming the traitor against Margot. So he knew she would die and ended up being favored under the ranks of Chef Julian. That's why he's the biggest asshole in this whole movie. Yeah. That's why he hung himself like a bitch. Yeah, he ushered him to cook, and Tyler was spouting off ingredients when he got to the lamb. I also knew he was going to die right there, a sacrificial also, lamb. Also, what he made was terrible. Yeah. As a guy who's been in a kitchen. Was it scallops? And yeah. I'm like, good It's like job. generic as fuck, like day one chef school shit. This is what, yeah, Tyler's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That, it, it named it Tyler's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. This is undercooked lamb, inedible shallot leek butter sauce, utter lack of cohesion. Yep. So he got too Tyler's hot under the collar. Bullshit. I forgot they did call it that. Too hot in the kitchen that he went to hang himself in the chef's office. She, and, like, didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, wouldn't oh, either. Somebody yeah. just led me to slaughter. And I'm like. She was over yeah. it fast, I think. <laughs> so next movie review, we're going to do Calling Dr. Sunshine. That ain't my pick. I got the next one. Julian's personal yeah, quarters. Yeah. That was kind of, and then I'm going because we're skipping you. No, we got. <laughs> I got something in the can. Julian's quarters, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just a trash you. can. Julian's a uh, can being toilet. Let's try this again. Julian's quarters, his personal area. It's pretty much the exact replica of the restaurant in which they are partaking in the menu, which menu? I thought was like you just have a. I didn't do it. <laughs> you just have a bed in the corner where the guests are, and like mm-hmm. you live, breathe, laugh, love this. <laughs> oh, Gordon Ramsay's bedroom looks like too. They Guy even Fieri. have like the oh, yeah. the silver door in his room. Guy Fieri has the, one of those beds that has like a convertible. Like, uh, <laughs> never mind. I lost my train of thought immediately. Sorry. In the the actual restaurant menu. I thought Doug Verrick was behind that silver door, but in his quarters behind that silver door is a doorway into his past. Yeah. And this is where I thought was also really cool because it kind of goes more mythological. You get to see some of the his accolades when he was growing up. Hamburger Howie was the source of his love to the world of food. And there is a article that mentions the Tantalus. Are you familiar with the mythology of Tantalus? No. So it was a god who punished to be ever hungry. So he was kind of chained to the wall and there was like water and stuff at his feet. So every time he bent down to try to drink, the water would go lower. I guess it was kind of at his waist. So it'd go lower every time his mouth was close to it. And then as it got higher or as he got higher, the water rised. So he was in an everlasting state of thirst and hunger. And when he would eat things, things would just turn to ash inside of his mouth. So that was that. That's pretty much the Julian character. Passionless. Passionless. So he desires. <laughs> I was going to make an Ash Wednesday joke, but I didn't. 
We're, you're a day late on that. I know. You would have made yesterday an, was far as the you would have made an ash of yourself. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Oh, crap. <laughs> 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 and he's like, "Why did I call in today?" <laughs> so Talk he about you hanging up. <laughs> Chef Julian, he kind of desires love, and so he ends up killing his creation. That's why four of the commandments are wasted to stroke his own ego, or the four commandments of the Bible is pretty much love me. Love me. Stop stroking that. Stroking his ego. Yes. Question? No. Yeah. I thought your... my phone stopped working. <laughs> you found your what? You thought his phone stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> it fell asleep. Such a long, awkward pause. <clears throat> you look confused over there, Justin. I'm going through some of these notes, and I can probably eliminate some of them. So. Uh, yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> He's encouraging. No, please. <laughs> oh, oh, for you, Lonnie. No. Even though I can sense that sarcasm. There's no sarcasm at all. I'm at home. I'm in my PJ. Oh. You're in your BJs? <laughs> we have seen time and time again that most people are only in it for themselves. Julian even admits that it was, if they all worked together, they could have survived. The only thing that's missing from a lot of his ingredients, which Margo kind of blatantly puts back into his face at the end, is the ingredient of love. He was missing the ingredient of love. When she asked for him to cook that burger, she kind of saw what she saw through that silver door when he was smiling, cooking the Howie's hamburger, and he sparked that, or she sort of sparked that back into him. That was the only time you get to see him smile other than that fake smile when the lifeguard kind of comes and it's like, oh, we're all good here, and... So she sort of like gave that back to him. He keeps calling him a lifeguard. Yeah, it's not. It's a Coast Guard. Wow. But we said lifeguards, so we're sticking with it. And I'm trying to save you guys by not sounding stupid for saying lifeguard. So you're like our lifeguard because yes. you're trying to save us. I am very oh. Jesus-like and I am a savior. Well, you lost me when you said Jesus-like. When this podcast is done, I am going to set this entire place on fire. As long as I can wear a marshmallow hat. So, oh. No, that's going to mess up your stomach. <laughs> this fire won't, though. So it takes someone who can tell someone what they want to hear. So she is an escort after all. She says all the right things and what she can't deny. But I don't think she was lying. I think she came from a place of honesty when she was questioning him to sort of put him in his place. As a chef or a creator, your job is to create, to be a giver. After all the meals, she says she wanted to send it back that it tastes bad and that it's, she's hungry, actually starving. What she wanted is something simple, a cheeseburger. A man of his status thinks himself as a god. That's He's graduated far beyond that. But it was that which sparked his vocation to cook, to create, to provide love. So that's when we see that smile again from the paper. We actually get prepared the cheeseburger supplemental course, just a well-made cheeseburger. That's what it was titled. And then the final course is the s'more, the most offensive assault on the human palate ever contrived. Made with marshmallow, chocolate, graham cracker, customer staff, and restaurant. It's not the s'more, but the people. The distaste of one another in the offerings that made Chef fall. So he could have continued to love his art, but I think the more he got up in the world where he was exposed to more people who, you know, outside of like the the your small chicken or burger joint, that's when the people who come there is like, ah, oh, thanks, man, yeah, appreciate it. You know, yeah, can I get a little enough ketchup packet or something? But when you get into this pompous nature with everybody who come in there just for the money and just for the experience of things, it's like check it off a list. It loses all of its flavor, all of its color, texture. Everything is out the window. And he's trying to – that's what he started off with, like taste, feel, mouth, tate, whatever it's called. Not that. Degas, degustation. Mouthful. 
that cinder that he grabbed uh, from the kitchen before he lit the fire with all that, that would have went out. He held that for quite a long time. It's like, that's not still burning. You know, and he also kind of proved it earlier that he can hold things because of his chef hands over the candle when he was talking to Margot earlier. Yeah, Margot, I kind of consider her out of all of the apostles, the Mary Magdalene, because Mary Magdalene was pretty much the apostle of apostles. She was the first person who kind of saw Jesus or renewed Jesus, saw him rise. And his smile is pretty much the resurrection before it all goes bad. So the fire purifies them all and they become a mesh of victims. And that's going back to the response on Elsa's duties, where we harvest, we ferment, we slaughter, we marinate, we liquefy. Duty. Duty. So, yeah, that is pretty much that. And then she ate a cheeseburger. Yummy. And Twice. somehow knew how to drive a boat. Yeah. Well, she All is an escort, is so I assume she's been on a few boats or yachts before. Yachts. She's been a deckhand before. <laughs> no, she's serious. spent some. <laughs> she spent some time on the poop deck. All right. You so knock it off. Bonnie, you still with us? Yeah, I'm listening. What would yeah, you change I'm about here. this? <laughs> Why are you rushing this? I'm just, I'm waiting for a response to why are we rushing this? We're not. Oh, okay. I just want you to talk. <laughs> rushing it? We've been going for over an hour with this one. Yeah, this one's long. Yeah, we're like an hour and 20. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what would you change? If I was to change anything in this movie, I would have liked a little bit more character development. What? There was enough? Well, like I said, we I questioned what Richard was like. Yeah. I, I think mean, the character I, I development. Get what, I get what Lonnie's saying. Yeah. I liked that they didn't develop it because it the character development is the reveal of everybody. Well, character development. I don't care. I don't care about the cooks and stuff like that. I mean, like, make me dislike the people I dislike more. Yeah. And make me like the people I like more. I can see that. Um, well, everybody's position also flips, too. I just, I, I would have liked a little bit more development. Did you just get hit? <laughs> Mox beating your ass right now. That's my, his input too. <laughs> right oh, okay. Thanks, Mox. I'll see you. Fuck you, Justin. Well, you guys gave it a 10, so would you change much? I wouldn't change anything. I think it was well-placed. The only thing I would have liked to see is more interaction with Castro and Ligiziamo. Castro and Ligiziamo. I, I agree with Lonnie. I would I would add more character development. I I'm, I have more questions about you know why they're such pieces of shit. Like I mean I kind of get why like I get the gist of why they're but I want like Lonnie said make me hate these people more than I you know I feel like did I for me make I guess, me believe they deserve to die in this fire in the eighteen hours that I watched this movie once <laughs> <laughs> God I feel Lonnie like I got it that. took them eighteen hours to make that movie. <laughs> but I think it also kind of adds to the effect of the movie the theme of the movie itself It's like you don't know what the characters are just yet. And you have to wait for the next plate. You have to wait for the next reveal. You know, you have to not rush the flavors. You have to savior what, what, what they give you. Do you guys have an idea of what the Rotten Tomato scores are? Yes, I have an idea. What, do you know the Rotten Tomatoes? No, score? I don't have an accurate idea. I'm pretty sure. I would say an 80. For what? Which one? For a audience. Do you think audiences love this more or critics love this more? I think audience love this more. I think it's probably a... Actually, Close to a tie. Critics gave it an eighty-eight percent, and the audience oh. only the audience only gave it a seventy-six. So three out of four people, three out of four people liked it, and that's kind of what this room is. I mean, Lonnie liked it, but not as much as the rest I liked of us. It. I, you know, I was 
right there, probably on that three X. We're pretty close. I mean, I didn't say you didn't like it. Yeah, <laughs> you're the reason why we got a nine. No, I know. I'm just <laughs> keeping my. I'm convincing you. Damn it, Lonnie! You are the traitor amongst us. Judith, Judith. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's got you. That would be your backyard wrestling name. <laughs> All right. The budget Did, wasn't as much as I thought it was. It was only 30 mil. Really? Well, yeah. I mean, I wrote that down considering somewhere. it all took I mean, it's place all one in room. one room. Yeah. yeah. Two rooms that look the same. Goddamn fuck up. Oh, yeah. There was a bathroom and an outside and a boat. Yes. And, and a cheeseburger. And a dock. And a giant explosion. But it was all built on the same soundstage, so. Speaking of locations, I'm very happy. I have news that I will reveal in the next episode. Cool. What a tease. You're welcome. Like Jeremy. I have something to tell you guys. Oh, wait for a week, though. Well, let's let Jeremy do that right now. That's <laughs> it. It's happening That's right now. That's the segue right now. <laughs> Lonnie, are you, are you ready? He's finally going to tell us. Jeremy's been stroking us for about a week, I want to say. Really hard. Thank you. About what? And it felt good. About Remember this. that announcement he wants to make? Gonna make your heads explode. We want to know what his name. The heads is. on your heads, <laughs> the heads oh, on your okay. shoulders. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let, let's hear this big announcement. So, all right. So, those that listen to us uh, know that I have the reputation of being the negative one, and the poo poo on thing one, and the stuff like that. <laughs> what the hell? Is I don't that? know. That like startled me. I know. It felt me too. My brain rattled. Come on. So, with that being said. I don't think you guys are ready for this. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I have the next pick of the next movie. Yeah, we know. So, the next movie that we will be reviewing is 2017's It. What? What? Yeah. What? We are going to be reviewing me? 2017's It, the movie I said I would refuse to watch. Because I'm going to give things a chance. I'm trying to change and trying to be a better person. I'm going to give it a chance. So, oh. no, the oh. you have a button for this. <laughs> oh, oh, guys, guys, his own bathroom. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's his so we'll see. And I am going to review this honestly. I'm not going to give it a shitty review. If I like it, I'm going to give it a, a good review. So Just the go first see one. Scream. Just the first one. Okay. You're going to see Scream Six with me next week. Then. What do you? <laughs> What are your baby uh, steps? <laughs> Lonnie, John, what are your guys's out of the, I mean, I feel like I have to take both of them, the first and second chapters, but I think the first one is maybe better. Oh, the first one's way better. Yeah. I mainly like the, which sucks because the second one has a lot of great actors. Oh, I yeah. just don't think it came together. Yeah. I think the children's, Wait, the, the comedy. Children, yeah, yeah. It's way better. I kayfabed. Justin what about you, Lonnie? One. Oh yeah. I forgot Lonnie. I'm used to staring at the side of his head. It's a really good side of his head though. That's probably my favorite side of his head. It's my better side. <laughs> so what do you think is better, part one or part two? You can't really have two without one. Well, I know that. Duh. Lonnie. But Lonnie. I think Duh. Two, <laughs> two. I said two. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the kin, tin can kind of. Like I said, the actors are phenomenal. I just, I don't. One actually, so I don't. It takes a lot for me to get scared in a movie, but it had a scene where I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I got so puckered my butthole a little bit." <laughs> I I kayfabed uh, Justin earlier today when we were talking about because I was like, I, we were on our I wanted to make sure that Lonnie was a part of this because I wanted his natural reaction when I said that, 
And so I, I, whatever we were saying, I told Justin, I'm just like, cause he was looking at me like, why do you want Lonnie on the, the phone that, that badly for this? And I was just like, cause I'm picking a movie from back in like the, I think it was like the early fifties, late forties. And I said, I know you and John don't know anything about it. I was like, I think Lonnie's probably the only one that's seen this movie. You so lied to me on my date. I did. That's fucked I up. I already got the food. I was in that hotel rooms with you. Up. I got what I needed out mm-hmm. of it. So, so yes, uh, next if one. If you don't be careful, you're going to lose me. Well, we'll see. Boyfriends. So if one of us died, and somebody looked at her text message, they're going to be like, yeah, they're boyfriends. <laughs> yeah, the last, text, the last text for me is, I think it says something like a video of me fingering myself. I think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, I'm uncomfortable. Lonnie, come back. <laughs> so I'm there. sorry. All I heard was come. What is, what is your, like, okay, obviously Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes, whatever you want to call Rafe him. Rafe Fiennes. Rafe Yes, R A Y S. I got Ralph. It's pronounced Rafe Fines. Oh, uh, what is your least, or I guess most hated character he's played? He he does good with bad guys. Who? Yeah, the main guy, Voldemort. Oh, is it Voldemort? Or were you just saying Voldemort for? I was, yeah, for I love no, Voldemort. No, it actually is Voldemort. I love Voldemort. I think this is the first thing I've ever seen him in. I hated never watched him. any Harry Potter movie. I hated him as yeah, yeah, you watched the fourth one. You, I was there. Wait, wait, Lonnie, did you say Voldemort is your least favorite character of him? I said Voldemort, yeah. I thought you would have loved him as Voldemort. Why are you yelling? It's modern technology. (laughs) But I thought you would probably hate him as Amon Goeth, the Jew killer. The guy who was like sniping all the Jews. The movie is perfect. They deserved it is what you're saying? (laughs) You're talking about Shinnok's list? It was straight on the table. No, like that movie... That we haven't covered that movie because we'd literally go, that movie's perfect at the end. We're talking about uh, Schindler's, uh, List. Schindler's List. By the way. Yeah, it does, uh, yeah, that's what I said. No, he was the perfect character in that. I, so, like, I didn't like him. He's the worst stuff, Alfred. But he was absolutely perfect in that. Wait, when was he Alfred? And the Lego movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's also Voldemort in that movie, too. Nice. Double dogged. He's been in a lot of shit. Holy cow. Yeah, Ray Fiennes has been in a lot. Yeah. He played, didn't he play Hades too? No, that was James Woods. No, Clash of the Titans. Yeah, he played Hades. Oh, correction. It was. <laughs> well, it's, that's fair. I did say the Lego movie and then go into Hades, but he's in Red Dragon. That movie sucks. He's in Bernard and Doris. I've never seen it. He's in that shitty Avengers movie too. I forgot about that. The one with Uma Thurman and Sean Connery. Anyway, The Quake? No, the, the Avengers the, from 1998, oh. where they're like top hat oh, Avengers, like British okay. Avengers. Oh, yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Not like with Marvel Avengers. Sean Connery. Yeah, Sean Connery and Drop Uma Thurman. Drop your panties. <laughs> okay. That's my only line with him. Drop your panties. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Do we have a favorite, least favorite? I didn't I have didn't one this one. one up. Lonnie? Yeah. I, uh, I, got, I, I had one, and I scrolled past it, but the title was... Uh, uh, Anna Joy hot the menu not hmm. <laughs> stupid <laughs> see I it's hard for me to see how people would dislike this it's probably a it's not that slow of a burn though I think no. it it fits well I think yeah I think the pace no, yeah, and everything is great. great yeah and the explanations kind of give way to uh, things to come or things to go yeah so I mean like you get a th- different theme with each meal and if you're observant enough, you can kind of like see the the lines. Penis. Yeah. Yes. 
but not the lines of never mind it all comes yeah. together stop doing that <laughs> uh, that was it so uh next movie review is going to be jeremy's review 20 20 20 2017s <laughs> sorry i had a stuttering problem it's Refresh. going but it, it's not going 2020 2020 is it is it it's going, going but the mute do it 2017. <laughs> Stephen King presents it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's throw that back on because you couldn't hear the do doom do doom without the music. Okay. Uh, see us out, John. Bye. <laughs> Good job. No, go out to the theater, see more movies. Movies are coming back. COVID's a myth, despite what Lonnie has right now. No, go support any theater, whether it's blockbusters, local theater. Like, let's get people back in cinemas. Let's do it. Let's have cinemas. Yeah, that's also true. You deserve more than you eat, but you eat le- more than you hate. Uh, don't, don't say mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. <laughs> Let me help you back to your seat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. This concludes our broadcast day.